Does anyone else receive their revelation ideas, inspiration from being in the most random places? Mine usually comes when I'm in the shower, my thoughts just keep going and I receive those. When I'm driving, when I'm in the gym in some capacity, whether sauna, working out, tanning, whatever. Uh, <laughs> last week I was sitting in the sauna, just just breathing and enjoying it and sitting next to my husband and I go, <gasps> babe, I'm a celebrity event planner. He goes, what? Yeah, you are. I said, yeah, because of Leon Logothetis. Now that's on my resume. I totally forgot about that because it was so long ago. Yet not long ago. It was a couple years ago. So I wanted to tell you all about my celebrity event. And I've actually done, I've really done two. But I'll just tell you about Leon because he, I believe, is the, I believe he's the bigger one. He has a Netflix special called The Kindness Diaries. He's also known as The Kindness Guy. If you were to go on Netflix right now, even YouTube or any way, you know, the World Wide Web and look up The Kindness Diaries, I swear you watch one episode and you cry at the end. It is such an amazing community of people around the world that come together to help each other out. And really, it is just the neatest thing. Let me just, I'll just tell you right now, Leon Logothetis, he travels the world solely on the kindness of others. He has a motorbike. He has a small camera crew and he goes from one place to another very very long distance solely on the kindness of others nothing no money nothing so he and maybe he has a backpack full of like a change of clothes and stuff but what he does is he asks people for gas money he asks people to stay in their homes he asks people for food and, you know, it, it's just amazing that, of course, there's some people that say no for any reason that they want. And there's so many that say yes. And he then has an opportunity to go into their home, be in their place and learn about what they're doing and, and who they are and their struggles and stuff. And him and his his crew, his camera crew or his team and all of sponsors or whatever, they they talk to this family and they usually give something back to them because they have shown so much kindness in this experience and meeting them. It is incredible. And so let me tell you about how I plan an event for Leon Logothetis, who has a Netflix special, Seasons and Seasons, still going on, to come to Utah and to have an event. Amazing. So I can't say anything without introducing Arena Talks. There's a company slash business called I Am Recovery. Uh, they run two homes, one for males, one for females of uh, sobriety. So people, it's not a 24-7 watch. It's like they have um, coaching sessions, they have therapists, they have um, recreational activities, things like that. And it's amazing. I know a lot of the people in the program because my husband also is a coach for a lot of them. Uh, it's just, it's amazing. So the guy who owns I Am Recovery, uh, he said, I want to throw events for more open to the community so people can, we can end the stigma on addiction. So many people are like scared, intimidated, don't know how to react to their family members who happen to be, uh, have an addiction, this and that and this. So we wanted to foster community or foster human connection and end the stigma on addiction. So through these events, we kind of, we kind of got this idea together and I said, I'm going to roll with it. So this probably started two years ago <laughs> and, and maybe three years ago now, it had to be in 2017. Um, and 
So we started something called Arena Talks. And similar to how TED Talks brings in a lot of professionals and uh, in the in the business world, mindset world, in whatever world, and they come in and a lot of people will listen to them on the thing that they're talking about. They'll network, they'll make communicate, they'll, they'll I, don't, I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, we know TED Talks. I think it's a very familiar thing. You can watch any TED Talk on YouTube about almost anything. So Arena Talks is is similar, but just for the world of addiction, the world of sobriety. So for Arena Talks, one of the other coaches in the program, he worked at, he's now moved away, but he worked at Lexus of Linden, like the car dealership. And the, the actual, let's see, I wish I, I wish I had it up, but if you were to look up the actual motto for Lexus, um, or I'm sorry, yeah, for Lexus, you would see that there's a lot about kindness in there. There's a, there's a part about kindness in there. And so this coach was like, hey, my daughter, somehow there was a connection. So Leon, he helped this coach's daughter when she felt suicidal. And he, for I, I don't know how they got in connection, but he gave a, an hour or two of his time and called her on the phone and talked to her about what she was going through because he wanted to connect with her and, and to really discuss like human connection. Obviously, very, very touching, very amazing. It's amazing that someone in that capacity, and you would think, oh, they're busy, they're traveling, they're doing whatever, but he took time to help this girl out, and she is she is so healthy, and she's so much better, and that just that was something that was needed at the time. So for Arena Talks, we were thinking, hey, let's bring Leon in, because people who have addiction, a lot of time they're lonely, a lot of the time they they're obviously struggling. Um, they self-worth is down and, you know, all the things that we probably know about addiction. I would say almost everyone ever knows someone or themselves or someone who's been involved with addiction in some way. So through Lexus of Linden, they're the ones that sponsored Leon to come to Utah. Now, what my job was, was to put this event together, was to make a flyer, market that flyer, Um, I was to kind of organize the coaches and people to say, hey, if you were to go to the other recovery centers, invite them to come. This is going to be so big, so special. It'll be awesome. I was in charge of finding a venue. Now, I live less than a block away from a junior high. So I went over to the junior high and I said, hey, I live in the area. I we have here's the company that I'm working with kind of my client here's what we want to do here's what who we want to bring in we would just like to rent out or use the auditorium so at this junior high it's uh they have two auditoriums I found out so one of them is kind of like a Hale Center theater type style so it, it has a really awesome view it's round it's smaller it's intimate the other one is maybe a more standard auditorium that you would see in any given high school or junior high, really, really big, bigger than what we needed. So we were like, okay, we know for sure we'll use the round one. It'll be better for what we're doing. We know that Leon's going to bring a big crowd. We're going to bring a big crowd. It'll be amazing. And so in preparation to this, I, I found a way to the, the owner of I'm recovery. He said, let's make like swag bags or let's do something. So I went on a website, found a great deal to put the logo of arena talks onto a backpack we had that. I also made flyers and I even I even took a couple days and went around to everyone in my neighborhood who, even people I didn't really know, I went around to everyone in my neighborhood and I put a little flyer on their door saying, 
I, I remember, oh, I remember I wrote on the back of these flyers of just the event and the information, because, you know, that would seem pretty random. On the back, I said, this was given to you by Melanie Avery. Hope you can come or something along those lines. So I did my best to market as much as I could. I even told people about it at work. I, I did all I could. It was so amazing. So here we go. Getting closer to this event, my husband and I, we start to continue watching The Kindness Diaries, and we are just, we're so touched. At the end of every episode, we're crying because there's just beautiful kindness in the world. So (laughs) on the day of, uh, we start setting up, and we have two of the students who work in the tech rooms when they do plays and whatnot. They're on, they're on hand and they're here to help us because we have music we want people to play when they're coming in. We have um, the lighting and we have video that Leon's going to show and whatever. So as we're setting up and I'm out in the hallway and we're putting up banners because I, I made all these banners that have the Arena Talks logo on them. We, we mapped out where Lexus actually was going to bring in and they did. They brought in one or two cars out front so they could show Lexus. I put balloons on them. When people came inside, there was a sign in. There was a swag bag. There was uh, some water bottles, just a ton of stuff to grab and go and go inside and have a great time. So we, we almost set that probably like half to all the way up, more like halfway. And there was a lot to set up because we were expecting a big crowd. And we noticed, and it wasn't going away, that this this circular theater, the lights kept going on and off. And so the students were kind of running around and I was getting a little anxious, like, hey, is that going to continue happening? Because that's very distracting. And I don't think we can have a successful event with all of the lights turning on and off. And they were like, oh, man, I don't know why this is happening. And they even called the, uh, I think the the custodial or janitor, whoever was kind of like the boss of the adult <laughs> that represented the school that day. He was, he said that it was very irregular and he didn't know how to fix that. So what they said is, you know what, it, it's a bigger price, but we'll just give it to you for free. We can move down the hall to go to the other auditorium. So we're like, oh crap. So this, this is what we have to do. And so it totally, it totally flipped everything. Cause here's the thing too, in amidst all of this, we have a live band who is playing for the first half hour of this event or the first 20 minutes. They have already set up a few of their things in this other theater. Now they have to grab the entire drum set, their stands, their amps, their cords they're everything and they have to bring it up those stairs again and then down the hall and then up those stairs and it was just an ordeal so while all of this is going on Leon walks in and I I almost wanted to have a little bit of a fangirl like oh my gosh he's the kindest guy he's been all around the world he's so amazing he loves everybody Ah!" and he's like changed my life and he walked in and I was just, I was just a little flustered, a little stressed, but just ready to, I'm a solution person. So if there's a solution, I'm finding it. I'm, we're going. So amidst all of this, I keep saying amidst because I just think of how crazy it was. Uh, he walks in and he's all calm and cool wearing a fedora and like pants or shorts. I don't know. He was just so calm and just ready to go. Um, and I hug him and I felt really cool because I hugged Leon and then I kind of told him the situation I said if you want to go prep or let's have you go talk to the tech crew so you know what your mic situation is what um, what you have because he brought a USB and I provided my computer to to give to the tech people so they could play the slideshow make sure that all works so they kind of did their thing while we 
busted our buns and we moved everything and totally switched around the signs, moved where people were going um, and just did that. Oh my gosh. Speaking of signs, pause on that. You know what I did? Oh my gosh. This was, oh, this really is still a mystery to this day and it kind of makes me mad. I made, so you, you know, poster board poster, I cut those in half and I made like 20 signs. <laughs> when I say made 20 signs, I bought the fattest Sharpies I could find, like kind of Sharpie paint pens, and I made arrows and I drew the Arena Talks logo. I wrote the words Alina Talks. I wrote the words Leon Logothetis. And I'm telling you, this was like two nights of watching a couple movies each, just having that on and like Chris and I are hanging out and I'm just making these posters like crazy on on red paper, on white paper, like there's a ton of them. And then I, <laughs> I, I'm not a professional postal, poster maker, I'll tell you that. But I got these dowels and I taped them to the back just right so that they would stick in the ground because my whole idea was on this road, I would stick in the ground like 20 of these flyers. So as people walk, this was such a science, as people walk or drive by, they would read a full sentence on these 20 signs. So what I did was I methodically took the time to make these posters. I thought about which poster would go where on one side and then go where on the other. So you know what I'm saying? Each word went to the right, each word went to the left or whatever direction you want to say. So I had to, (laughs) this was such a stressful time. I had to, I put them all in the ground and then I realized, oh, there's not enough space. I have to move spaces. As you can tell, this was a labor making the posters, placing the posters, replacing the posters, and then I drove away so I could go get balloons, come back, and set up the rest of our things. This was within one or two hours of this event. Now tell me this. (laughs) Tell me this. I come back, and every single one of those posters is gone. Gone! I looked in the the fault the neighbor's trash cans. I looked in the there's a there's there's what they call a seminary building right next to that school and I looked in that dumpster. I went inside and I looked at all of the dumpsters and trash cans that were close. I still have no idea where these went because I even asked that custodial man, I asked the students and I said, "Have you guys seen any of the signs? I put up signs a little bit ago. I haven't seen I live right near here and I've drove driven by and I basically have lived at this school all day. I don't know where those signs went and it Oh, it made me so mad, but I I couldn't I couldn't live on that for too long because I had an event within a few hours. So, man, it still bothers me. I don't know where those went. They obviously did not blow away because I would have found them. There's 20 of them. And I just spent so much time on those for nothing. So, oh, that made me so mad. Anyway, so the event is starting. Um there's so many people there. I think I counted I definitely counted 100 at least, but I think there was 120, which really in that huge auditorium, it looks so bare. And I was I was a little embarrassed because, you know, when you throw an event, you want it to be so full and all that. I just think of all the energy and all the wasted space in the back. So we had everyone push forward, which is good. But Leon did such an amazing job. And the band did an amazing job. I actually ended up emceeing and my husband was very sick, but he was the mic runner. So he would run around and, and if people had a question or whenever they were involved, he would run around the mic, but he knowingly that he felt so sick that day. Like it was, it was some kind of different sick. It wasn't something I think was contagious. So luckily all those people who didn't, you know, they didn't volunteer just for a question, but they volunteered for sickness. Not true. Uh, anyway, but 
thinking of this, I believe I volunteered to be the MC because I felt like someone couldn't, in a good way, someone couldn't do it better than me in that situation because I knew that event so well and I'm very confident MCing. That's another skill that I just, I kind of throw into to events sometimes when people need an MC because I'm fully confident that I can make a great MCing, um, you know, gig doing what I do. So, man, it was, it was, it was crazy. We had to figure out where the band would, would push their instruments back so that it wasn't really in the way for Leon because Leon was next. I remember there was a time that I took off my heels because I, I went to the back of the stage. I took off my heels and I ran as fast as I could to the back through all the hallways past the sign in table where my, my old roommates were because they were amazing and they were volunteered that day. And then I ran back and ran up the stairs and talked to the tech, tech crew students who were so nice and helpful. And I said, hey, I totally forgot. I need to log into my computer. Uh, I think it's locked. Yada, yada, yada. Listen, woo, I just remember I came back and I, I, I don't think I had enough time because I needed to go on and announce something to put my shoes back on. So I came out barefoot. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a stage. So I'm hoping that no one really saw me not have shoes on you know what I'm saying anyway it was it was just an amazing event and the I would say the big things I learned was I think maybe to have more volunteers on hand even if even if it seems like they aren't needed because if we had more volunteers I may have been able to maybe prep or greet Leon in a more calming way even though I think I, I really did pull it together and I was very calm when I met him because I didn't want to be like, oh, this is crazy. Good luck. You know, and, and I would set that off and set the tone. So I I would say more volunteers. I would say uh, <laughs> maybe just having someone else MC so that I can really be the event planner who's in the background making sure all the different pieces are running smoothly. I would say don't trust this neighborhood because clearly someone doesn't trust 20 posters that are up for an event that's happening that night, which the posters did say. So wouldn't you think they would see that and think, oh, they'll take those posters down tonight because that's happening tonight. I, I don't know. Obviously, there's some people out there that don't like grass posters and it's it's rude. <sighs> I That was the first time that I did a celebrity event. It was really big. It was really fun. I went home very exhausted. I think I think we celebrated the next day. It was just a success. And then that led to actually calling another junior high a couple miles away and saying, hey, the Lexus of Linden would like to pay for Leon Logothetis to come to your school and do an assembly. And they said, what? Okay. And this school's amazing. I'll tell you, it's, it's Timberline, Timberline Middle School or Junior High. And they are amazing. I was just, I was blown away by what they do. They have a point system for acts of kindness in their school that gets some little rewards for, it's, it basically is credit to their snack shack or something like that. They are just, it's an amazingly functioning school. Everyone's friends with the student principal. I'll tell you what, we all made fun of my student principal when we were, or not student principal, uh, assistant principal when we were in middle school. <laughs> I hope I'm not the only one because it definitely happened. Um, anyway, so Leon came back again and that was amazing to see him again. That was a lot easier because all I had to do was get flyers and, and workbooks together and a USB and computer. So it was a lot easier, but 
oh, it was it was such an amazing thrill to be able to do that and to really prove to myself that I can do something in that capacity and pull it off and even when things were switched around and moved that that I can do it and it really just proved that you know I there's some skills to learn as an event planner and one of them is going with the flow is setting the tone staying calm and just having a ton of fun. So thanks for listening to this long, hopefully entertaining and awesome story. If you haven't seen it yet, please go to Netflix or YouTube or to go to Instagram in some way or another. Look up The Kindness Diaries. Look up Leon Logothetis. Look at his story. Watch it. Get some tissues nearby. Bring your friends. It's an amazing thing. And I really do hope to work with him in the future because I he's just, it's incredible. So thank you for listening along. Thank you.